Welcome back, everybody. It is Money Line Madness. I'm Andrew. Here's Matt. How's everybody doing? How you doing, Matt? I'm I'm feeling good. Well, episode fifty-seven. We're uh, we're moving along here now, and uh, we're just making our way through the MLB season. You know, making that dough. And uh, soon enough, like we said last episode, soon enough we're going to be have a, a futures episode for you guys on oh some fo- God, yeah. football. But today we're going to be talking baseball. Um, a lot going on. Obviously, the trade deadline has come to a conclusion. So, with that being said, um, Andy, let me ask you how do you how do you feel about the moves that the Mets made? I I'll be honest, I was very underwhelmed, and I think that was I, I think I I said that on Twitter, and I was pretty mad about everything in all my Mets group chats, like they, they got better. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yesterday, the guy, they tra- the reliever they traded for Michael Givens got shelled. His, his ERA amazingly went from 266 when they traded him to a day later, it's now 370. So that's never a good sign. So, mm. but underwhelmed, but they got better. I mean, this team's good enough to win the world series. If Jacob deGrom does what he did the other day. So I, I really don't know if, if, a prospect was worth mortgaging what you could already win. But yeah, it's, it's, it was underwhelming, but I think in all of baseball, I think it was a very, very exciting trade deadline to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I mean, clearly we saw the Padres go all out. Um, they acquired not only Juan Soto, but also Josh Bell in that deal. They went out before, right before that and got themselves Josh Hader. And then they went and got an all-star in Brandon Drury as well. <laughs> So, excuse me, um, you know, you uh, take all that into account, you still feel that the Mets are World Series, uh, I wouldn't say favorites at the National League, but you're still sitting comfortable with, with a World Series level team over there? Yeah, everybody knows that in the playoffs, pitching is the most important thing by far. I mean, you're not going to hit home runs that much in the playoffs. You're going to be facing good pitchers. So the Mets are very loaded in that sense. They have a lot of good pitchers, great pitchers even in the rotation and they have the best closer in baseball, but I think their lineup is good enough to get you to the world series. It's not the Padres lineup is going to have to carry them. Like they don't have the pitching the Mets have. They have good start, a couple of good starters, but really they have a weaker back end of their rotation and their bullpen's pretty one guy, one sided, if you will, now with Josh Hader. So really, I, I think the Padres are also world series contenders, Dodgers, obviously I'm not, really sure about the Braves. I don't think they're that good of a team. I've said that for weeks. I'm, and we'll see tonight, I guess. We got a five-game series. Yeah, this is the best them, This is so. the best way to way to see it, you know, a five-game yeah. set against the Mets. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's really tough to say. We're going to have to see how that plays out. But from a Yankees standpoint, I was pretty happy with the moves that the Yan- Yankees had made. Um, they had addressed pretty much everything that we had been asking them to. They went out and they got a reliever. You know, they came out and they got Efros and then they went and they go and they get uh, Frankie Montas on top of that. And in that deal as well, they get Trevino um, to come over. So that's that's pretty exciting. I mean, I'm not considering him anything fantastic, but another bullpen arm. We would definitely. But if they can get him right, he is fantastic. So that's he has. He has good stuff. Yeah. He's been known to have really good stuff. It's just somewhat of a down year for him. So I guess if there was a time to kind of take him on on the squad it's when there's no pressure on him so yeah. i mean that now seems like the time um on top of that they go and they get harrison bader that's a great move in my opinion i thought that I, was a very odd move i just think if you're gonna make that move they should have traded for another starter but hey they they got harrison bader who's a really really good defender and a pretty solid hitter so 
Yep. They don't have to worry about center field for the next at the series, price of just sure. Jordan Montgomery, you know. So yeah, I think it create. I think something GMs always have to weigh is is it okay to create another hole to fill another one? But in that case, I think it was because as much as it created another hole in the rotation, when Luis Severino comes back, Jordan Montgomery wasn't going to be on the playoff roster, so I really don't think that mattered. So yep. I'm pretty happy they didn't trade uh, Volpe. I'm really happy because I get to go see him tonight. I'm very excited about that. Nice, yeah, and he's yeah. going to be playing. Obviously, that'll be that'll be Somerset, a great game. Man. He's he's so talented, and the Somerset Patriots oh, are always a super fun yeah. game to to yeah. go attend. Um, all right, well, I mean, I think the Yankees have made some great moves. Obviously, you're a little bit underwhelmed with the way Stevie C and everybody else had performed. We got the most sports account coming in with a comment. What up, gang? How we doing? Um, but. Yeah, I think – I mean, it's tough, I would say, to accept more so the Mets side of things being that the Padres made the moves that they did. That's if the Astros right, yeah. made that – if the Astros made those same types of moves – and they had, don't get me wrong, getting Christian Vasquez and Trey Mancini was good moves for them. <laughs> but, excuse me, if uh, they come <laughs> out and they – yeah, the hiccups are going crazy today. I oh, apologize. I see that. <laughs> um, if they come out and they make those same types of trades for, say, a generational tw- 22 year old, I mean, I would have been a lot more intimidated. So I get where you're coming from in the sense that that part of the Padres making moves kind of underwhelms the Mets a little, a little bit more. They kind of took all the star power away from New York when, you know, the, t- the telltale thing was, oh, Juan Soto. I mean, he could be a Met. You know, he could they, everyone was saying he could be a Met. Wilson, Contre- Wilson Contreras could be a Met. But then all of a sudden the deadline comes and it just kind of was slightly yeah. underwhelming. So I understand where you're coming from in that side of, the, yeah. of things. I, I agree with you, but the sense that in a few years, the Padres are going to be very bad. Like that's at Juan Soto's probably not going to resign there just because he's going to make an ungodly amount of money. And like we said, when he first asked for the trade, he's there's only like three teams that can afford him. The Padres are probably not one of them because they're already paying uh Tatis and Machado. So they're probably not going to be able to afford them. So they'll get a two and a half year window where, hey, they can go win a championship. After that, they have no prospects anymore. And granted, that sometimes doesn't matter, but they're, they don't have any pitching prospects anymore. Mackenzie Gore, who I loved, I think he's going to be an ace of a staff one day. He's now in Washington. I mean, they gave up pretty much every significant prospect, I think, with the exception of one. Yeah. And that's a gamble. That's a lot like what the Brooklyn Nets did, and it didn't work out. So hopefully for the Padres, this one works out. But, yeah, that, that's um that's the risk they're taking. The Mets were not willing to do that. And ultimately, I don't want the Mets to do that. The Mets can win the World Series this year with or without Juan Soto. I don't know if the Padres could because their offense was lacking significantly. Now it doesn't. It's actually the be- might be the best lineup in the NL at this point, but it's dangerous. I mean, last night they put out that lineup and all the quote tweets were just, yeah. Without Tatis, everybody was saying this lineup's making a, like the debut. There was no Tatis. Just wait till he's there. I mean, it's going to be insane. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty nuts, but I mean, until then, that's the thing. Like I I don't trust Tatis. Not that I don't trust him because he's also a generational talent. You know, Mm -hmm. he's an absolute stud, a superstar and one of the faces of the MLB, but trusting him to come back on the scene and be the same guy he was coming off of, you know, not playing baseball for almost a year. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That That's going to be really hard. And although there's not a lot of pressure around him with the superstars he has surrounding him, 
now there's a lot of eyes on that San Diego Padres team. And for them, it probably feels like World Series or bust at this point. Oh, it is. Oh, for the next, I'll say year and a half, because I think it could get very interesting if they win a World Series. They might just flip Juan Soto there and get prospects back. Like, that's going to be a real option at one point, is trading Juan Soto again, just because of what we said with the financial, probably not being able to afford him. But, yeah, they're, they're going all in and, and I credit them because there was a lot of teams who were kind of half stepping the Red Sox. They were kind of half stepping. We want to kind of go for it, but we also don't want to mortgage our team. I, I think a lot of teams did that. The Met in the Mets case, they the Mets farm system, other than the top five guys, is, is pretty terrible. They said David Robertson got traded to the Phillies for their 26th prospect. He's uh, somebody said that he would be a top five prospect in the Mets system. Because he's a great pitcher. The Mets don't have any pitching that they could give anybody. That's why the Mets yep. really couldn't get David Robertson. I mean, it really the, – the, that was why I was okay with it. The Mets lack so much in farm system. And the Padres, for example, they had the best. They had coming, And now the Nationals have one of the best because they basically took everybody. But, yeah, yep. I, on the National side, I give them a lot of credit. That's a tough move to make. And that team is terrible. They're bad. But, man, they, that bad. team's going to have some star players on it in a few years. And then they'll trade them again. So. Yeah. Well, starting off, I mean, we may as well dive right in talking about the Nationals because they have a game today going up against the Philadelphia Phillies. And, actually, the Phillies have to acquire. Who's pitching today? Come on. Hey, the Who's Phillies have to acquire one of the most hated Moneyline Madness players you know, on this podcast, and that is I Noah think, Syndergaard. I think I heard somebody say that the other day. It was a possibility. I don't hey, know who that was. I mean, <laughs> listen, that he was... fits Philly, in my opinion. He does. I think he, does. He, he he seems like a Philly guy, and um, tonight I actually have a prop with him. So Ooh. I'm going to be taking Thor, Noah Syndergaard, five strikeouts, and the Philly – I'm going to be taking Noah <laughs> Syndergaard, you need some? a.k.a. Thor <laughs> – uh, five strikeouts and a Philadelphia Phillies win tonight, and that like comes that. in at plus one seventy. Um, they're they're going up against the Nats, so this seems like five strikeouts for Noah doesn't seem too crazy, especially in a debut. No, he likes to be. have that first game, you know, where he comes on the scene and he makes himself, you know, his presence known. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think we'll be looking back and saying that you know he he's not the guy he was known to be, and that's evident. I don't think anybody on Philly is expecting him to come in and be a number yeah. one or two starter. But no. tonight going up against a really bad nationals oh. team. Now Talk five strikeouts that. doesn't seem too far fetched for me. Yeah. I'm also on that game. I'm at minus one and a half with the Phillies. I, I was there for the nationals yesterday. They are, they're dreadful. They had one good inning and it was really cool, but they, they are, they are very Pitiful. bad. Like when I read the lineup, we were reading, we were getting excited for like one guy just to hear his walk-up song, but like the team was horrible. Like everybody was, Probably would be AAA at every other team. So, I, honestly, um, not much talent there. He does not have to compete with any good hitters tonight. Maybe Nelson nah. Cruz if he plays, but he's a strikeout machine. That, exactly, yeah. He it's really what he's known to be. It's such a tough, tough If he was having sure. somewhat of an okay season, they probably could have sold him for a few assets come dead, oh, yeah, deadline but time, horrible. but nobody wants yeah. him right now. You know, that's a guy like the Yankees would always like – when they got uh, Encarnacion a few years ago, that was that same type of move. Yeah. You know, a veteran on his an expiring deal on a bad team, you know, see if you could go snag yeah. him away. If if there was still the waiver, you remember the waiver deadline when you could in August you could still trade players. Yes, the, yes, yeah. He was he would be that kind of guy, but that's gone. So yep. he's stuck there. Sorry. So. Yeah. Speaking of another team that's kind of stuck, 
Um, I'm looking at the St. Louis Cardinals right now because a team that was mentioned in so many deadline deals um, seemed to somewhat sell. I mean, not even sell, but they just kind of stayed the same. They got rid of Harrison Bader. Any other moves that they made didn't really move a needle for me. Um, They kind of stayed the same. I'm not impressed with what they have going on over there. I thought they were going to be pretty deep into the Juan Soto sweepstakes. Mm -hmm. And that's what it had seemed like for a little while, that it was really the Cardinals player to lose in Soto. So, excuse me. uh, You're good. Seeing him go over to San Diego has to be somewhat annoying for uh, Cardinals fans. Yeah, I, I think the Cardinal. I don't know if they sold necessarily. I thought the Bader trading Bader was weird, but I mean he was hurt anyway. So honestly, I don't know if that made a huge difference. But they did upgrade their pitching a lot. I mean, we'll probably this weekend see Jordan Montgomery make his debut against the Yankees. Um, we're seeing Jose Quintana today. Yeah. So they did upgrade their pitching, but I, they're not. Uh, they're one of the Brewers and Cardinals are making. The, <laughs> the playoffs yeah. like they're, they're both not winning very, shit. they're both winning. very mediocre teams that didn't get better honestly if you're going to talk about a team that sold what the hell did the brewers do i mean they they traded their best probably their best closer i mean uh, devin williams is pretty good but they they, they both the cardinals and brewers they're a little bit we're not right yeah they, we're they not both, competing yeah they both kind of said we're not winning let's just do minimal things and that's what the braves did last year and look what happened so maybe but yeah i i, I like the cardinals too. I mean, the Cardinals today, though. But yeah, going up against the Cubs, I have uh, the Cardinals run line over there. And I'm going to be taking, because they have a doubleheader today, I'm going to be taking that in game one, starting at 115. Miles Michaelis at home against your boy, M. Marcus. <laughs> so yeah. I, mean, I, I saw a Stroman jersey at the stadium yesterday. I wanted to push the guy over. The was it a kid? That was a guy. It was a man. Wow, a grown man. Very. Mm. Very interesting, but Cardinals minus one and a half today comes in at plus 130. We know Strosho has been known to give up bombs this season. Um, the deep ball in St. Louis is going to be flying. So at uh, my, uh, plus 130, I'm liking plus money for uh, minus 1.5 on the run line. What about a Paul Goldschmidt home run? I think I'm in on that. A Paul, I mean, what, a what do we got on that? What are the odds so on if you want to go with the Paul Goldschmidt home run and St. Louis to win the game, that comes in at plus 500. I like that because honestly, Stroman's – Stroman's not great. It'd yeah. be a, it would be a pretty easy. I mean, it wouldn't be an easy home run. There's just a show. But no, but I like it that. Would be a pretty, plus 500 yeah. value wise. I'm, I, oh, I, yeah. I like that as well. Yeah. I'm All right. On that so one too. we had been talking a lot about the Padres and then they come out and they have probably one of the easiest series that they're going to see all year. I mean, they're going up against the Colorado Rockies. Really? You think home. that's the easiest? Yeah. Look who they play next. Yeah. Who, who is that? Heading to Washington. Yeah. Oh, man. Soto back in Washington. When they put that on the scoreboard yesterday, I was like, that's not right. That There's yeah. no way he's actually coming back yet. That He's coming back this week, uh, this weekend. Next weekend? Next weekend, maybe. It, it, yeah, bad. They're going to be bad. Yeah, Dodgers are pushing wins right now. The Dodgers better watch out. They better win every game. They yeah, play. the Dodgers need. Hey, they just got Joey Gallo, a true winner. So, <laughs> you know, they're going to be they're going to be competing over over there in L.A. But tonight, the San Diego Padres, like I said, going up against the Colorado Rockies. Um, the run line comes in at minus one point five, obviously, and that comes in at minus one thirty. So I'm going to be hammering that one home. And then on top of that. I think tonight is the night that the offense gets flowing for San Diego, and I'm going to be taking the over as well, which comes in at a little bit of a minus 118 over seven and a half runs for the Padres-Rockies game. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. I like that. Honestly, I think every single game I'm probably taking the Padres over. I bet that offense is going to be insane. So, yeah, the fact that they got Soto and Bell in that deal just makes me – there's no holes in that lineup once that not comes back. So, there was, but now there's not. So, yeah. good luck to everybody else to face them. Luckily, I believe the Mets are done with them for, for now. For, for now. now, seriously. Uh, I'll kick off a game. Uh, we're going to probably finish with the Mets because they're the best team in baseball. So we'll, we'll, we'll head to the Blue Jays twins. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Blue Jays minus one and a half in this one. I, I, Sonny Gray pitching doesn't really excite me um, for Minnesota. Alec Manoa is an all-star, uh, an ace. So I think they definitely win the game. And I think a two-run win is not that difficult. On the, even on the road, I think really good lineup. They made a trade, too, for Whit Merrifield that really actually got me pretty excited for that lineup that he fits them well. So I li- I'm, I'm, I'm in on the Blue Jays a little bit, creeping up in the AL. I, I like the team. I like them a little bit. They made some nice moves. They, they got, got a wild card spot right now. They're four games up in the wild. Well, they're not moving up. from the wild card spot. <laughs> yeah, no, so. the Red Sox aren't going to be de- dethroning them, and then the Rays are now having an underwhelming season. So. And they ain't moving up. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll ride Blue Jays tonight. I'll stick with you on that one. Just because Alec, Alec Manoa is on the mound for them, so I could uh, I could tag along with that for sure. Um, my last pick, I'm emptying the uh, emptying the tank here, and this is a somewhat of an interesting pick considering I a- absolutely hate both the Astros and Justin Verlander, um, but I'm taking both of their props tonight. So that being said, Houston Astros, Cleveland Guardians, 7:10 p.m. tonight. I have Justin Verlander under five and a half strikeouts. I know he's had a spectacular season, but the Guardians strike out the least in the league, mm-hmm. and at first I. I was thinking, you know what, this, what talking about them being the least um, consistent strikeout team, I was really thinking that this was somewhat of a fluke towards the beginning of the season. But when you're going into August and you're still only averaging seven strikeouts a game and they only struck out five times last night, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really, it's impressive over there. They have some good, they don't, they don't swing and miss very much. I know that they, they kind of preach that. That's always been Terry Francona's thing. I like that. I'm in on that because. That's a team the, – the Guardians should have probably gotten better at the deadline, but they're not a bad team. I could see them sneaking into the playoffs at that last spot over Tampa Bay. I, I like that team. They play – fundamentally, they play well, and that doesn't usually happen in baseball anymore. No, nah, not a lot. They don't have a lot of big, big names as of right now, but um, no. you know they're on the come up with a lot of young guys that they're yeah. looking to, and they've been playing yeah. decent baseball. They, so. were in on, they were in on Contreras. I did not <coughs> see that coming. Yeah, very was, interesting. So yeah. I, I think if the price was right, they would have bought in a little more. Yeah, the price was but, a little high, apparently. Yeah, so. but unfortunately for them tonight, like I said, yeah. I'm going Verlander under five and a half strikeouts and then the Astros minus 1.5 on the money line. You parlay those two together and it comes out to plus 262. So I'm really for something that's statistically supposed to happen coming in at plus 262. I am uh, all over that for tonight. I like that. I like that. Houston's amazing. I got two more. One I'll be quick with just because it's this kind of a throw-in because I think it happens a lot. Shohei Otani to record an RBI today. Um, I'm going to go. He's at plus 125. I think that's plus money. That's pretty good. Gets Every game he plays pretty much gets an RBI. I mean, that's not the problem. The problem is it's the only one that the team has. So I think, uh, yeah, I got Shohei RBI against uh, Paul Blackburn and the Oakland Athletics. And then – uh. I think I'll wrap us up with uh, the big series of the, uh, big the biggest series, series of the weekend, weekend. Truthfully, five game series, doubleheader Saturday, no days off after it either. The Mets are. This is. 
I won't say this is the season because if the Braves win the series, the Mets can still compete. But if the Braves get beat four out of five or something, they're going to struggle to come back. So this could be a very interesting You could put them in the dirt here. The If they take four, if the Mets take four or five, they could be six and a half up. I would take that. I don't expect them to win all five games. But, yeah, I uh, think this could be a really good series. Tonight, um, right, Kyle Wright on the mound, he's been amazing this year, and he hasn't pitched against the Mets yet. So that's going to be big. I'm, I'm taking the over at eight. This is the one game in the series I think goes over because it's Carrasco. I was going to say the same thing. Has a little bit of a cookie. cookie. And I think they can get to right. As good as he's been, I think the Mets against righties, especially lately, because of the big man, have been amazing right now. So I'm uh, It doesn't seem somewhat uh, like poetic for Rob Manfred to set up the first game of the series being an offensive barrage barrage oh, yeah. kind of advertising for the weekend hey we got oh, yeah. the best series of the you know one oh, of yeah. the best series of the year coming up make sure you tune in braves mets oh yeah you know they put up 10 runs the night the first the first night of the the yeah. game so i could see it i could see it yeah and um i like that and uh jeff mcneil two hits he had three doubles yesterday three for five wow um, so i against the righty he's been raking he's been impressive righties. It's just when they play lefties, the guy's been terrible, but they're not playing a lefty tonight. So uh, Jeff McNeil, uh, plus 260 on that. And uh, then uh, for the winner, I'm going to go Mets money line. I'm not taking the run line because I don't know how many they're going to win in this. But I think at home, this the stadium's going to be insane during the weekend. I assume tonight it's going to be insane as well. So, yeah, I, I think the Mets are going to have to wake up for this one. Yesterday was as great of a game as it was. The ending was a little scary. I expect it to be a lot better. Um, and ultimately, if they can just get the game to the ninth inning with a lead, it's over. So Yeah, that <laughs> pretty so, much seems what it's been the story yeah. of the year for the Mets so far. Just get the ball to Edwin Diaz and let him yeah. take care of it. Oh, yeah. So That's big series. I can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait for this series. And uh, unfortunately, I'll probably be watching on my phone tonight at the state at the yeah, uh, minor actually... league game. But... But it's, it's going to be insane. It's going to be a great a great game. And I actually did get asked if I wanted to go by one of my friends who has oh, an extra you? ticket. Yeah, unfortunately, I also have to work. But, oh. uh, yeah, just such a shame. Um, It's going to be a great game. And it's going to be one of the best series of the season. Oh, yeah. Know? So looking forward to that from not only a betting standpoint, but from a baseball fan standpoint. Oh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have any more picks for today. No, but... I'm good. I'm good. Football. A lot. I saw an interesting football thing today. I think I'll, leave, I'll save it. But, uh. Some interesting football tweets I saw for betting. Yeah. Very odd. For betting wise, well, oh, yeah, you know, with odds. that with that being said, maybe we could come back this coming weekend with a uh, you know, a little bit of an NFL preview. Yeah, I think we should split them. I know you guys are splitting them by division on most sports TV. Maybe we should do an NFC and then an AFC day. Yeah, we could do that. We, we should absolutely do that. do that. Well, you guys heard it here first. So in the next episode of Moneyline Madness, we will be discussing what of the two divisions or conferences in the NFL and uh, some futures, maybe a couple oh, uh, yeah. top fantasy prospects. The MVPs. Yeah. Some MVP oh, yeah. futures, you know, you know, all that type of good stuff. So without further ado, this has been Moneyline Madness episode 57. Thank you very much, everybody for tuning in and we will catch you in the next one. Peace. Let's go Mets.